And I'm Chris Foster, Fox News. Sean Hannity, weekdays at 1 on News Talk 930 and 103.9 FM. K-R-O-E. From the simplest to the most complex electrical applications, Jackson Electric has the knowledge, the experience, and the reputation to meet and exceed any electrical need or requirement. Jackson Electric's expertise even includes phone systems, data systems, LED lighting systems, fire alarm systems, and irrigation systems. Residential, commercial, industrial, agriculture. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, Jackson Electric does it all at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Carpet Design is having a huge warehouse clearance sale, and it starts Monday, April 24th, but it's for one week only. It's your chance to put new flooring in your home and save big. Get 30% off rolls of carpet, 50% off remnants, 30% off hard surface flooring. They need to make room for new flooring that's coming in at the end of this month. This flooring has got to go next week, one week only. Warehouse clearance sale. Carpet Design, 643 Riverside, 672-5136. Staying on top of your tax and accounting records doesn't have to be a struggle. I'm Karen Green. Harker Mellinger has been providing professional solutions and outstanding value for over 30 years. Whether you are interested in QuickBooks Consulting, monthly accounting, payroll preparation, or tax preparation, Harker Mellinger is the solution for your tax and accounting needs. Call us today. Your initial consultation is always free at Harker Mellinger, 1811 South Sheridan Avenue in Sheridan. Hey Sheridan, it's Laura with YDOT with your weekly project update. Work is moving along nicely along Dow Street, and it won't be long before we turn the corner and start heading down Main Street. But to get there, we have to tie into some existing utility lines in order to maintain water and sewer along the project, which will require some temporary closures on Gould Street. Beginning Monday, April 24th, Gould Street between Alger and Mandel will be closed until Friday, April 28th. This closure will allow the contractor to tie into the existing sewer line and establish a temporary line to replace the one on Main Street while the new sewer is being installed. Watch for detour signs or consider taking Broadway. The detours around the project area are working well. Some adjustments have been made to better accommodate traffic flow, which includes a new stop sign at Brooks and Alger. For information regarding the progress of this project, attend one of our weekly project meetings every Wednesday at 1.30 at ERA Carroll Realty. Can't make the meeting? Follow Sheridan Main Street Project on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for your patience and understanding. From Sheridan Media News, it's time for Open Line Friday. Your chance to join the conversation and talk about what you want to talk about. Call the Jackson Electric Open Line at 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Open Lines, Aaron Palmer. And good morning, Aaron Palmer, along with Ron Richter and our guest host this morning <laughs> is Sheridan Police Chief Travis Coltiska. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. I'm uh, I'm still waiting for spring. Aren't uh, we all? <laughs> this is uh, crazy. I, I, this is getting a little ridiculous. Yes. I, I don't know. I drove by Lake Dismet again this morning. Iced it's over? still iced over. Gosh. Normally, on any normal year, I'd be fishing by now, but it's still iced mm. over. But I think I got down into the mid to upper teens last night. It was 19 when I left this morning, so... Well, that's you know, what that's, happened. It that's a, a refroze. A crisp 
Spring morning. And, yeah, the, and, and the ten day forecast doesn't look any better no. either. That's for darn sure. No. What is. are your little pooches? Are they happy about the weather? Oh, no? Yeah, they love this weather. <laughs> <laughs> they love it as much as we do. Yeah. Yeah. I can handle a few months of it, but once we get into half a year of winter, it's yeah. like, come on now, just go away. Give us mm-hmm. spring. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh what is the poll question, Ron? Do you have it? I do not have it on I, I would. I, re- I remember some of it, most of the wording. So it's just with the, it w- essentially is with the recent uptick in crime, how safe do you feel in Sheridan? Right. And there were four choices. And I think the overwhelming, the top two was more or less safe, and then I feel safe. Yes. So that was good. Most people in, in the community are at least feeling safe. I'm there bringing it some. up here, Aaron. I'll, okay. I'll get into. So you'll, have the, you'll have the <laughs> absolute. Numbers. With the apparent uptick in crime in both Sheridan and Johnson counties, how safe do you feel in your community? Safe, somewhat safe, not very safe, and not safe at all. And uh, yes, you indeed are correct. Safe was the most uh, votes with 292. Somewhat safe, 221. Uh, not very safe, 64. And not safe at all, 43. So not a lot of people feel like, you know, they need to be sitting in a corner with, you know, weapons in their hands at all times. So that's good. Well, 43 of them. Well, yeah, but out of a population. Of no, but yeah, yeah it, that's pretty good. I, I think generally, I think most of the population feels pretty safe here. I, I yeah, and we do live in a in a pretty safe community in this area, state as well. There's not a lot of high, you know really bad crime here, not but there are things like burglaries and that kind of stuff, which is what we're going to talk about. What do you think about? Uh, the, the poll question. Do you well, think, I mean, does that make you feel good as a, as a, well, absolutely. Officer? I was, uh, you know, that's one of our priorities if, with the police department is to uh, positively impact quality of life and the feeling of safety and security within the community is high on people's quality of life. Um, you know, it's, you talk about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. That's one of those things that safety and shelter, right? So it makes me feel good that the overwhelming majority doesn't feel safe. You know, it's, it's, um, I would like to be able to know, you know, a little more detail. Those that don't feel safe, what can the police department do to address that? And that's something that we are right. routinely asking people. You know, we do a lot of different stuff within the community to to, to inquire into those reasons. And, and if you don't feel safe, why is that? And and I think if you if you dive into these questions even more, so you think back even 20 years ago, the advent of social media and the information that gets out there so much quicker and not all of it accurate. Um, can can greatly impact, you know, if there's, and I, I hate to use word misinformation, or if there's inaccuracies that people are able to put out for the entire world to see, that's going to impact people's beliefs and feelings. Um, where even 20 years ago, there was a lot of stuff that went on that people were completely unaware of. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We were just talking about that recently that, um, you know, nowadays especially, people want instantaneous information. And as a, as a media outlet, it's difficult for not just us, but all of us to get that information out and to have it accurate. But that, and sometimes, you know, the whole thing is everybody's like, we got to get that. We got to be first. We got to do this. We got to do that. And I'm, I'm glad that shared media has that, that, uh, belief that, that no, we're not necessarily going to be first. If we are great. But we're going to make sure that what we put out is accurate. And yeah. I think that is more important. But that's not necessarily the case with other people. And, right, and right. our community it, wants that information now. Rather be right than first. Right. And, what you know, to kind of piggyback on uh, what uh, Chief Koltiska is talking about is, is there's a lot of people that, 
and it's not no fault of their own. It's just what's out there now on social media. But I hear a lot of people say, yeah, I got the news from a comment on Facebook. <laughs> right. And then I'm like, oh, you know, that's great. But then do a little due diligence. Right. Find, you know, do some actual legwork and find out if that comment was BS or if it was actually legitimate facts. Absolutely. And I think that people need to, uh, as you said, do your due diligence and, and make it right. We've got a caller. And thank you for holding caller. You're on the air on the Jackson Electric open line. Go ahead. Caller. Hello, caller. Hello. Hello. Go ahead. You're on the air. Hi. All righty. Thank you. Um, I, I was just calling to kind of give a shout out. Um, we have our gymnastics team here in town. Um, they're heading to regionals. Um, in the next couple of weeks, um, and I'm one of their coaches, and the girls just really deserved kind of a shout-out for that. Um, they put in a lot of hard work, and they're, some of them are heading to Arkansas. Some of them are heading to Denver. Um, and uh, in addition, we have an adult gymnastics team that I kind of wanted to get the word out about. Okay, go ahead. Okay, um, yeah, so we practice every Tuesday here at Tongue River Twisters here in Sheridan, um, but we do have an adult gymnastics team. Um, right now our group is pretty small. Um, but we are headed to nationals next year, next April. Um, so I just kind of wanted to put the word out that if we have any adults in town that have ever wanted to learn gymnastics or do gymnastics or anything of that nature, they are more than welcome to come join. Um, and I'd be happy to give out my phone number as well for people that might be interested. Um, so yeah, I, like I said, I coach for them. I compete for them. It's a really neat program. And I just, you're never too old to do it. I'm in my mid-30s. We have some people that are in their mid-40s, and it's just a really, really neat program full of really cool people. Okay. Very good. Thank you for the information. So, thank you. And just to any people that are listening or any parents of gymnasts or gymnasts that are listening, I just want to wish them good luck from Coach Morgan and Coach Carrie and, all of, and Coach Faith, all of your coaches, Amy, um, just we're really, really proud of them. We have some girls that just did fantastic at regionals last year, did fantastic at state this year, and I just I could not be more proud of our young ladies and how hard they worked. It's an amazing accomplishment. Very good. Okay. Thank you much. Awesome. Thank you. You bet. Well, there you go. If you're interested in that, give them a call. Get involved. Aaron, you should have asked her what she thought of the poll question. Yeah. I should have. I didn't think about that. I got sidetracked with what she was saying. <laughs> that was all good stuff. Yeah. Oh, well. Okay. Well, back to the poll question. We were talking about if people feel safe in the community. Because there seems to be, and, and Chief, correct me if I'm wrong, but to all of us that are not involved in law enforcement, you know, we hear these stories. And like you said, sometimes it's just that we're hearing about it now where we didn't 20 years ago. But there seems to be to all of us lay people, I guess, that there is an increase in crime, not just in Sheridan County, but in Northeast Wyoming. Of course, I live in Buffalo, so I hear about everything that happens there as well. And there seems to be some cooperation between agencies in the two counties, which we'll get to a little later. But explain to us, are we having more crime or does it just appear to be that way? So one thing I want everybody to remember is, is small deviations, uh, small numbers. Um, the deviations in those numbers create um, a misconception potentially. Okay. Um, so if you're dealing with a very low crime rate and you have a, a, a high percentage change, rather positive or negative in that, it's actually very small numbers. You know, we, we are experiencing more calls for service and there is 
you know, more things that are going on as far as the police department goes. That's not always directly related to crime. We're more active in the community and the things we do, some of our traffic enforcement. Plus, you know, the, the town's growing. It's Everybody sees it. Everybody feels it when they travel across the town that there's more traffic. So um, there's more activity, but I don't necessarily, our crime is not seeing any kind of major uptick. Um, you know, any property crimes always, and, and I've seen this through my 28-year career as the economy goes up and down in different peaks and valleys of the economy, that property crimes seem to go on the increase as people struggle with monetary issues, right? Gas drive-offs and thefts from grocery stores, retail theft, that kind of thing will go, will increase. And that, that is probably overwhelming our largest, quote-unquote, crime in, in, in Sheridan is, is those those thefts. Um, so we are seeing, you know, slight increase in that, and and it, a lot of that could be due to some some tougher economic times coming out of COVID and some of the the lack of people ability to work for whatever reason for businesses shut down, but it's stabilizing and and we're working you know to ensure that you know, we've created partnerships with some of our retailers to to ensure that our presence can help deter some of that. Um, our, our crimes against persons, our, our domestic violence and our batteries and aggravated assaults, those kind of things, even homicides, always a very, very small percentage, in, in, in especially in Sheridan. Um, so, again, small increases in those small numbers is a significant percentage increase. Yeah, if you look at the in, in 2021, our overall calendar year from a, from a three-year average from 2018 to 2020, in 2021 – our homicide rate went down 100%. That's because we went from zero, or we went from one to zero, mm-hmm. right? Now in 2023, um, with that tragedy that happened earlier in January, our homicide rate went up 200%. So those kind of things look... Um, terrible. Yeah, I was just thinking of yeah. a better word, but you're right. It does look terrible. <laughs> they look terrible, but they're they're misleading. But they're, or just, you got to put them in context, right. I guess. Um, you know, that we... we Assaults and batteries, stuff like that. There's people are always going to have those arguments, and there's always going to be those fights, and those include family violence and include things that happen at establishments at, at at late at night. So those stay relatively consistent, and we we work we we have programs and strategies in place to try to address those things. But I overall, if you look and you just do any kind of searching across uh, crime rates, a Google search Sheridan, we have an extremely low crime rate, and people should feel safe here. It's a, it's a very, very good community to live in, and, I, and I'll, I'll attribute much of that to the community. I mean, we cannot, as a police department, do it alone. We obviously, there's thir- we are allocated 31 officers for a population of almost 20,000 people. I don't have 31 right now. I have 27. And so I'm, I'm short bodies from allocation, um, staffing, um, which prevents and, and mitigates some of the abilities to be more visible in the community. One of the things we practice is that high visibility engagement. You know, that's a deterrent factor, seeing patrol cars out on the street. And I, I love the comment that I get once in a while. People think that we have more police officers in Billings. Well, you, you drive to Billings, it's rare to see a police officer. They are very understaffed at 162 officers for a, a, a town the size of Billings. We have 31, so we don't have more officers in Billings. Uh, but they are call to call to call, so they are not visible, proactive. We have some of that ability. Now, we've gotten busier. Don't get me wrong. Our calls for service in 2021 and 2022 were the highest two years we've had in, in my history here. And probably I would, I would venture to say probably in the history of the police department. 
So we're busy. We're getting more call, more and more calls for service, but we're still able to take that unallocated time and be visible in the community to, to make people feel safe and to deter some crime. Well, and you're right. When people see police officers on a residential street, they're going to be less likely to pull some boneheads. At least they'll right. think twice about it. Yeah. Right. right. I have a quick question. Sorry, Aaron. I just, before we get into this a little more, did you see a rise in domestic crimes during the height of the pandemic here locally? We did see a, a, it wasn't drastic, but yes. Um, And I'll tell you another time that comes out, um, you see it during holidays, especially the the Christmas holiday when, again, um, you know, money can be an issue. Coming out of winter, uh, cabin fever, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you're, you're boxed into a house, um, close quarters all the time. Can't get out, can't get up the mountains, can't do that. Maybe the outdoor stuff you like to do. We do see those those increases during specific times. And holidays are always are always pretty, um, um, I don't want to say bad, but they're, they're, we, we have more expectations that we're going to be dealing with more family violence type deals during the holidays and in the winter. That is just, and it's sad because especially when you're talking holidays, you get kids involved at that point mm-hmm. and that's when it gets well, and I think Terrible. part of it too may be, and maybe I'm just assuming, but some of it is is the contributing factor is alcohol. Oh, it, I'm sure. It, it absolutely uh, yeah. is. It, I, I, yes, that's without a doubt. Um, there's a lot more alcohol consumption during those times. And, mm-hmm. That yeah. leads to stupid and can, actions. And, yep, yeah, absolutely. Jackson Electric Open Line, we are talking about uh, crime in general in Sheridan County in Northeast Wyoming. If you have something you want to talk about, or want to talk about this subject, numbers to call are 674-4443-672-5763. Chief Coltiska, let's talk a little bit about drugs, since we're talking about crime. Excuse me. Speaking to the Buffalo Police Chief, Sean Bissett, you know, there were some pretty good-sized drug busts in Buffalo uh, over the last couple of months, significant. And w- I guess the drug of, that seems to be the most prevalent is fentanyl. I'd say it's probably got the um, most coverage. Oh, okay. Um, I'd, it's probably not the most um, prevalent. prevalent. Marijuana is always going to be, well, alcohol is right. the most prevalent, followed by marijuana. Uh, fentanyl, because of the dangers that fentanyl possesses, is, is that's in the limelight. I mean, there were 106,000 Americans that died from fentanyl poisoning last year. How many? Uh, One hundred and six thousand. Wow, the, I had no idea. It was you know, yeah. So fentanyl and and fentanyl has been a problem in other parts of the country for a lot longer. And we always say things happen in Wyoming just like they happen across the country. They just get here a little later, right? It's like the ripple effects of throwing a stone into a pond. As it ripples out this direction, it it mitigates a little bit. But we are Sheridan has had two fentanyl poisonings um, in in recent months. Um, these were very unfortunate cases, but w- what we're dealing with is the mass amount of fentanyl is coming across our southern border. Uh, the cartels are mass producing it, um, getting precursors from China and and mass producing it south of the border. And then it's coming across our, our border in, in mass quantities. There's two main cartels that are responsible. I, I was able to attend a conference at IECP, in, in, which is the International Association of Chiefs of Police Conference in Dallas, last October with uh, one of the directors of the DEA talking about the volume of, of fentanyl and some of the things they're attempting to do to um, slow the, the the transition of drugs across the, across the border. Um, but these two main cartels are just 
absolutely flooding the United States with fentanyl. Some of it is you know, advertised as fentanyl, and other is counterfeit, advertised as an opioid, a different form of an opioid with fentanyl actually present. And the thing is, there's a campaign out there, and I, I, I ask every person that's listening to go on to uh, uh, type in One Pill Can Kill. There's a link to it on our website, on our page, on the city website. But it talks about the dangers about what one pill can do and how many people across the country have thought they were using a uh, oxycodone, you know, still illicit, still shouldn't be using it, but thought they were using an oxycodone and took a lethal amount of fentanyl. And and it doesn't take much. No, um, fentanyl is very toxic. I mean, it's a, it's used according to, uh, you know, in medicine, in modern-day medicine, it's, it's if, if done right by a licensed physician. It's very helpful. Uh, it, 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 right. it, helpful for p- mitigate pain. Still dangerous, um, but uh, all the counterfeit stuff and the stuff that the, the illicit is very, very dangerous. And so we, we've seen it a little bit here. Um, you know, I, I talk to Chief Bissett regularly, and, yeah, they, they, they were able to um, make some good arrests on, on some different things. Um, it's going to be here. Um, people just need to be very aware of what it is and really have that, that tough conversation with your, with your friends. I'm, I'm not going to say just your kids. Uh, with your friends, your your kids, everybody you can be that you you are in contact with, because it just you don't know what you're putting in your body anymore. Yeah, it's not like back in the day when it was relatively quote unquote safe. Nowadays, you can die. Well, you know, just to expand on uh, what the chief said, I mean, there's a lot of news out there where it's accidental overdoses. Yeah, mm-hmm. people think they're taking one thing and it's been laced with fentanyl, and it's like, you know. And, and the thing, remember, these big labs, it's like if you have fentanyl produced in a, in a USDA-regulated lab and, the, and it, the, the quantities and the consistencies of those are all very strictly regulated and monitored, if you're talking a, a lab in, in another country that they're just throwing a bunch of powder into a big bin and then using a, a, a mass pill press, you don't know if whatever their binders are that they're using to, to make these pills, yeah. if that's 100% fentanyl, pure fentanyl, then that pill and the next one's got nothing but the binder, there's no quality control, right? Yeah. And so it's there. It is deadly. It's scary. And, yeah. Scary. Yeah, it is. Well, let's talk about the, another big uh, story that was recent were the burglaries that happened in uh, apparently both Johnson and Sheridan yeah. County. And we'll get to that in a minute. But are these tied to drugs or have the, has the investigation showed that? Or, um, or is it just, as to, you said, possibly just the economy? To my knowledge, I'm not aware that it's tied to drugs. Um, Honestly, a lot of situations like that are done by opportunists. And I say that in that um, in 28 years, I have worked, um, I'm aware of three, but I've personally worked one forced entry burglary into a vehicle. Meaning one window was broke in a vehicle that I, and this was a long time ago, that they actually stole out of that vehicle. Um, we had a, a couple of them about, oh, it's been several months ago now here in Sheridan where some, somebody was breaking windows and grabbing pur- snatching purses real quick. But the overwhelming majority, I mean, overwhelming majority are unsecured, is unsecured property. It's vehicles that aren't locked. It's homes that aren't locked. And it's, you know, property left in, in, in valuables left in plain sight. And so I'm not sure the motive that this individual had, you know, that, but... Everything that that individual entered was unlocked. There was no, for, to my knowledge, mm-hmm. again, and, and 
I'm not sure of every circumstance that happened in Johnson County, but and and most of those happened in, in, in Sheridan County as well. There were very, I don't believe there were any in the city limits, but they were all opportunity. It, it was an unsecured, where it was quick there, quick out. I mean, one of the biggest things we dealt with for years, and it happens in spurts, is uh, a deal that they, that they coined car hopping. Mm. And it's just walking up and down the street and you're just trying door handles. And if they're locked, even if there's valuables in plain sight, they, they move on along. But as soon as they pop that door, as soon as they pop it and the door opens, like, oh, then they're, they're free to rummage through it. It's like an invitation. It, yeah, and, and I don't want to put any... Um, I just I, I think I, I want to encourage the first step in anybody's personal security is using the physical measures that you already have in place. Every car comes equipped with a lock. Every house, you know, you exterior doors have locks. I know that I've heard that, that well, we shouldn't have to use. We live in Sheridan. We shouldn't have to use our lock. And I and I, I wish that were still true. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I wish it were, but. If, if, if we could mitigate some of these things just through um, just through using some of those physical security measures, I think we would see a little less of, of some of those those easy targets to, to, to that create small those create num- uh, upticks in numbers right when, yeah. they, when they could be very uh, they could be mitigated very easily. Gotcha. okay. We'll talk a little bit more. Uh, this is the Jackson Electric Open Line. We have our special guest host this morning, which is Sheridan Police Chief Travis Coltisco. We'll be back right after this. Jackson Electric and you'll feel the power. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, call Jackson Electric. Commercial, residential, agricultural, it makes no difference. Call Jackson Electric. Jackson Electric does high efficiency LED lighting and fire alarm systems installation. Wiring a home, wiring a business, new electrical service, or enlarging existing surface. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Twenty-seventh on SheridanMedia.com for your chance to win a $250 gift card to Connect Home Center. That's right, a $250 gift card. Whether you're building a new deck, redesigning the room, or giving your yard that much-needed makeover, Connect Home Center has everything you need to get the job done right. Enter the Connect Home Center Spring Sweepstakes for your chance to win at SheridanMedia.com. Let's get those paintbrushes rolling. Hi, Kurt Smith here for the Sheridan Commercial Company. Our true paint department has so much to offer when it comes to painting whether you need help with customized color matching or choosing a paint color combination our true value paint department can help you get started we offer a full line of true value and ppg paints plus all of the accessories you need to get those brushes rolling great paint great store the sheridan commercial company opens seven days a week at 303 broadway When you hear the name Noah's Auto Glass, what do you think of? Do you realize that we can service more than just passenger vehicles? Hi, this is Cindy. Here at Novus, we can repair and replace glass in semi-trucks, farm equipment, construction equipment, RVs, and classic vehicles. We can even come to you. If your restoration project has gotten overwhelming, we can help get you over the top. Stop in or call today to make an appointment. Novus Auto Glass, 347 North Main, 672-0139. 
I'm here today with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Tommy, hi. Oh, boy, there's two of you now. There sure is. I brought Jody from Camco Federal Credit Union to talk about our exciting event on Friday, April 28th. Have you heard Saturdays are for the boys? Well, at Camco, Friday is for the toys. So for Friday only, qualified buyers can take advantage of 60 days, no payments, and discounted APR. Plus, you'll get a $100 Visa gift card with your purchase. Come down, check out our selection of bikes, ATVs, and side-by-sides, and take home the power sport of your dream. Visit Sheridan Power Sports at Camco FCU Friday, April 28th from noon to 8 p.m. The Bighorn Home Builders invite you to the Home and Garden Show this weekend at the Ramada Plaza. Check this week's Country Bounty for the official Bighorn Home Builders Home and Garden Show magazine. This magazine will guide you through many of the vendors and events taking place this weekend, as well as articles on how to protect and beautify your home. The Home Builders magazine, find it in this week's Country Bounty. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday, Aaron Palmer, your host, along with Ron Richter, as always, and today's special guest host, Sheridan Police Chief Travis Koltiska, and we were talking about crime. The poll question this last week was if you felt safe, how safe you felt in the community, and Ron has the numbers again. What were they? Well, safe was the number one. It was, uh, let me put my glasses on because I'm old. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Got it right here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 292 people said they were safe. Okay. They felt safe in the community. 221, somewhat safe. Not very safe was 64, and not safe at all was 43. So most people in the community feel either safe or somewhat safe, relatively safe. Yeah. yeah. So that's good. And as you said earlier, Chief, you uh, that makes you feel good because this is what you do. Absolutely. So very good. Okay. We talked about um, a, a supposed uptick in crime, which. Maybe there was, but not as drastic as maybe as it appears to all of us on the outside looking in. So small numbers mean a lot in a, in a small community with very little crime compared to other places. Um, the recent burglaries, we were talking about that uh, before the break. And uh, are, there, are we seeing more home break-ins or pretty much the same? No, actually, we're not. We're not. Most of our... Most of our burglaries, and, and, and a burglary count uh, is any occupied structure or vehicle. So even a vehicle break-in is technically a burglary. Is that what we're seeing more By, of is car break-ins? Um, mo- most of the, any of the burglary increases, in fact, uh, I'll get my glasses off. <laughs> he has um, the stats. You know, our, our burglaries from a 19 to 20, uh, 2019 to 2021 average was 63. That was an average year. And in 20 to 22, we saw 93. And... um. The majority of those were vehicle entries. And again, almost, again, not exclusive, but almost all of those were from unsecured or unlocked vehicles. Um, we, you know, so it, yeah, that, that uptick is not home invasions. Okay. Okay. That's, that's the one that people think of. They, that's sometimes, the first thing that people think yes, of when they think, you think burglary, burglary, you think coming into a home and, and, you know, if it's an, if there's technically, if there are people home at that time of a theft, that's a, that's a, a robbery. If it's coming from directly from that individual, but we're talking structures that uh, you know buildings or vehicles that there's a theft from sheds. Yeah, it can be. So and and, and also that depends on you know value as well um, can can factor into that. Um, so um, and and how it's prosecuted at the end. So, well, 
you talked a little bit about this because you said these are usually crimes of uh, opportunity, opportunity, convenience. So what kind of things can people do in the community to curb this? You know, besides for, obviously lock your stuff up, but I mean, yeah, that's pro- pro- pretty much the the top of the list. I'm yeah, sure. yeah, I mean, that's first and foremost is is to <clears throat> lo- is to secure your valuables, and then also don't leave valuables in plain sight. Um, you know, having a if you have a computer bag or a purse or whatever, and and you're going in for the night, take it in the house with you. You know, it's not not that difficult to do, and and can maybe prevent that individual who may or may not have the desire to steal steal something out of a vehicle and decide to go ahead and force entry to take that. Firearms are a big ones, securing firearms. Um, you know, making sure that those aren't. You know, I, I remember driving around as a kid, and, and 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 things have changed in society. We have to face that. But as a kid, how many growing up here? How many vehicles did you see with gun racks in the back window? Mm-hmm. You don't it's, see. You don't. Almost everyone, right? You don't see that anymore, especially at the uh, high school. You know, where now there's a gun in a seat in the high school people would be flipping out yeah, yeah. And, and unfortunately rightfully so right you know, well, yeah agreed concern. i'm not I, saying I guess i don't i wish it was different i guess right. i wish philosophies and and feelings were different that people could be more at ease um but you you know with all the high profile things that happen and and ha- seem to happen quite often across the country does have that same impact here in Sheridan. but so obviously securing your valuables I think one of the biggest things that, that we have going for us is Sheridan still is, and some people um, are worried that it may be changing somewhat, uh, is still one big neighborhood as far as, as we can tell. It is that neighbors still look out for neighbors. And, you know, we're not, we don't isolate ourselves and we don't not get to know our neighbors. Um, where I live, our neighbors, we keep an eye on each other's property, and if we see something strange, we're, yeah. we're looking out. And, and that's something that we still have going for us here that maybe they're losing in other parts of the country. And I only say maybe because I don't know, but I can only assume that as, as we continue to grow and as, as what, there's a lot of polarization through, unfortunately, through politics um, that really, I think, can... People don't have that sense of, of wanting to help other people out like they like they used to, and and I think I still believe in my heart that 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 we have that going for us here in Sheridan, and so we can do just that that awareness, that overall awareness, and that watching out for your neighbor can, you know, and if you see that um, something that looks suspicious, and I and I think that's something we've worked hard as a police department to do is to really build those relationships in the community to encourage people to call us. Even if it's if it it may seem like just something's off, something's strange, or they see an individual that they feel may be uh, um, you know out looking to commit crime, you know, we are happy to respond and go make contact and and just see what you know ask ask the questions, um, and we encourage that. And I think we've seen um, more reporting and more more people reach out to us because hopefully they feel more confident. And, and, and comfortable in, in their discussions with the police and knowing that we're, we're out there to, to help them as best we can. I think you're, you're, you're on to something there. I've, I've lived both in a city and in you know, Buffalo. And in Buffalo, our neighbors, we've known for a long time, and you're right. You know, if he takes off for the weekend, uh, we'll watch his house, vice versa. Even if there's something out of the ordinary, if there's a car we don't recognize mm-hmm. that pulls up into the driveway, we, we may not necessarily call the police right away, but we're at least aware of that situation, keeping an eye on it just in case there's something 
freaky going on. So that is the case. And living in a city, even though I knew my neighbors, I wasn't really close with them, and we weren't really, you know, neighborly. In well, a, in yeah, a you city. keep to yourself yeah. more. Right. It's you know not necessarily isolating yourself, but you just kind of keep to yourself out of sight, out of mind. But in a community like Sheridan, and, and I grew up in Bismarck, North Dakota, and it's very similar where. You know, if someone does go out of town, even if you're not really good friends with the neighbor, you're like, well, you know, I'll kind of just keep an eye out, see mm-hmm. what's yep. going on. Yep. If, hey, why is that car parked in that driveway? I have right. never seen that car there before. You know, you just kind of be a, a little more aware, heightened senses and whatnot. And and as you said, Chief, you know, you'd rather investigate something and it be nothing than not hear about it and it be something. Absolutely. A hundred percent. You know, and and. I think another thing that's helpful in, in, in today's day and age, too, it, it helps on the back end of crime, maybe not preventing. It, it has, actually, I shouldn't say that. It has some preventative um, measures as well. But, you know, use that technology that's out there, too. A ring, I'm not, for instance, there's, I don't want to try to advocate for one product <laughs> or another, but we've saw, we've solved a lot of crimes uh, off of ring video, uh, video doorbells. Right. Um, I've heard that, yeah. You know, it, it, it's really Plus, the, if you watch Ridiculousness, you get some great video footage on TV at, at, in the <laughs> evening. Um, but uh, no, I mean, it, it, in seriousness, that it, it, it does act as a deterrent. People come up and, oh, there's a ring on that. Um, I'm not going to go attempt to break into that house or that vehicle that's right in front of that I'm house. I'm not going to steal the stuff off. Yeah, them. I'm not going to. Yep. I'm not going to steal their Amazon package they just delivered that was just delivered. So <laughs> the porch, the porch pirates. Yeah, yeah. and so there, there are some of that as well, but. Um, you know, we do live in a in a in an amazing community. I was again fortunate enough to, to grow up here my entire lived here my whole life and was only gone for a few years to college and where I started down in my career down in Wheatland and was able to get back and feel very lucky to to police in this in this community. I mean it's there's a lot of a lot of stresses on, on police officers in general. Um and I hear it a lot that, that the officers, even the ones that have a, a less amount of time on the street than I than I or a lot of I shouldn't be on the street. I've been on the street forever. It seems like now, uh, but a lot less time uh, in the business. How fortunate we are and the support we get from this community. It really it really helps us and it helps the community having that support. Um, it, it's a it's a great thing to have and and makes us work harder and it makes the community safer because we're we're all looking out for each other. We are all one big community. Very good. Okay. We're going to take another break right there. Uh, joining us this morning, special guest host, Sheridan Police Chief Travis Goltiska. We're discussing crime and other related stuff. We'll be back in just a minute. Simplest to the most complex electrical applications, Jackson Electric has the knowledge, the experience, and the reputation to meet and exceed any electrical need or requirement. Jackson Electric's expertise even includes phone systems, data systems, LED lighting systems, fire alarm systems, and irrigation systems. Residential, commercial, industrial, agriculture. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, Jackson Electric does it all at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. 
after this long, hard winter. It's time to get out and enjoy some beautiful spring weather, but make sure your tires are ready, Chris Hayden. Bob, bring your vehicle down to Waring Chevrolet and let us take a look at the condition of your tires. If they need to be replaced, you don't need to wait for a tire sale because we offer all the major brand tire names with the price match guarantee. If you find a better price within 30 days of the purchase, we will refund the difference. Let's get your spring right on the road with new tires from Waring Sheridan Chevrolet. 107 East Alger. Go online and search for Sheridan Chevrolet. Have you ever heard that spring is nature's way of saying, let's party? That said, Handel Service Center is now featuring quick turnaround time on spring tune-ups on your 4x4 side-by-side or dirt bike. You gotta get out there, pards. Heck yeah, but you gotta get back again, too. So get that machine into Handel's on Sheridan's Heartland Drive and get it fixed up, tuned up, zooped up to righteous dependable. It's spring, and by golly, at the end of the day, you should smell like dirt. Get out there and get back again, but get the Handel Service Center first. Hi, this is Christy Kinghorn with Buffalo Realty, and let's talk about Nine to Smith Court. This lake resort oasis on 5.16 acres overlooks Lake DeSmit. The layout of this four-bedroom, three-bath home has a master bedroom suite with a walk-in closet and master bath, nice office and three more bedrooms, and two more bathrooms. A large kitchen with an island separates the living room and the family room. Call me, Christy Kinghorn at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. April is Child Abuse Prevention Month, and that means it's time to stand up and support children and families at the Light of Hope Breakfast. Help us celebrate this year's Champion for Children, St. Peter's Episcopal Church, and join us for a morning of inspiration, community, and some delicious breakfast. While the breakfast is on us, we ask those in attendance for a contribution to help support Compass's vital work in our community. Let's come together to make a difference in the lives of children and families. Don't wait. Reserve your spot by calling 675-2269 and join us for a morning of hope and inspiration. Paul Yoakum here for Powder River Basin Trout Unlimited. Everyone's invited to our annual banquet and fundraiser on Saturday, April 29th at the Sheridan Ramada Plaza by Wyndham. Doors open at 5.30 with dinner drawings and auctions to follow. Enter to win prizes like celebrity-guided fishing trips on the Bighorn River, destination fishing trips, and much more. Advanced tickets available online by scanning the QR code on print ads and posters displayed around town. For more information, call 307-763-6773. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Aaron Palmer, your host with uh, co-host Ron Richter. And our special guest host this morning is Sheridan Police Chief Travis Coltisco. We've been talking about crime statistics in the city and kind of look worse than they actually are, is what we've figured out with our discussions. We had, I had a question forwarded to me from our revered board operator person. <laughs> That would like to know, we wanted to talk about vandalism. Yeah. So what exactly, Trevor, did you want to know about vandalism? Thinking when it's 40 below, I'm thinking when it's 40 below in the wintertime, you don't get a lot of vandalism. Like people walking around, you know, I'm talking about vandalizing like vehicles and things like that. Okay. What, what do we have there? It's a pretty small percentage. I mean, most of our, um, I guess, vandalism... It seems to me that, you know, and I'm going off of some anecdotal stuff, but a lot of vehicles that are vandalized are, are there's a vendetta that's being repaid of some sort. Okay. So yeah. it's a direct target of a vehicle. Um, we have in, in years past had some graffiti 
That wouldn't happen to be uh, like uh, an old girlfriend getting back. Or slash tire, key vehicles, (laughs) yeah. Uh, Don't get me wrong. There are some of those. Saw some of that in college. So, okay, go ahead. There are some of those things that occur, Mm -hmm. and it's tough to prevent that. Right. Um, Our visibility, and that's something, again, I think I spoke about earlier, we engage in is that high visibility engagement. Being out there can be somewhat of of a deterrent factor in that. So just trying to be in those neighborhoods and be in those areas. Um, but it seems, you know, like I said, anecdotal that a lot of that is that, that, that retaliate, either retaliation or just a vendetta and it's, you know, slash tires or vehicles being keyed. They're targeted, uh, somewhat. Um, again, not all, there are some that occur that just people for whatever reason feel the, the, the necessity to damage somebody else's property. And it's really unfortunate that that occurs. Well, it, like keying a vehicle, it may see like seem like a real immature thing to do, but that can actually be a felony if it's over a thousand dollars in damage oh, to the vehicle. And it, it, it wouldn't take much for it to be that. No, no, it does not take anything to reach a thousand dollars in repair uh-uh. damages anymore. We see, yeah. So it, it can you you get two. They say that rule of thumb is if you get two panels, and I'm not telling people out there how to get a misdemeanor versus a <laughs> felony. But if, gotcha. if, if if you hit two panels on a car. You're at felony level mm-hmm. um, instantly. And and I, people need to think about that. If they have, you know, think about a set of four tires costs now. Yeah. yeah. You know, everything is is so expensive. Well, and the other thing is, you know, like when I was talking like in college, high school and college, and now this is a million years ago, but there were, you know, no cameras mm-hmm. back then. So people had more of an opportunity to get away with that, even though you might know in the back of your mind who did this. Right. There's no way to prove it. Nowadays, there's so many cameras everywhere. Chances are you're going to get caught by one of them. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, our, our, our ability to um, solve crimes is, is much higher than the national average. If you look that up, I mean, we're at over 70% cr- of, of being able to solve crimes. Um, national average, and that is much, much lower. Um, there's a... Well, and then you take into consideration cities like Portland and Seattle and San Francisco where... They're throwing out felonies for misdemeanors and giving them a fine and turning them loose. Or if so, they're even doing anything, if it's right. under, if it's under a thousand, right? They're not doing anything. anything. Yeah, they're not even prosecuting. No, no. Yeah. And then they're wondering why, you know, like Walmart is close, packing up and leaving. Right. You know, crazy. Um, Jackson Electric open line Friday. If you want to talk about what we're talking about, or if you got something that you would like to talk about, the numbers to call six seven four 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 three or six seven two five seven six three. Um, Chief, let's talk about, there was some recent, um, and I maybe, was this between police departments or the counties, county sheriff, the, the cooperation between Sheridan and Johnson County law enforcement, or was it all four agencies together? You no, know, we have very good relationships with, um, Sheridan County Sheriff's Office, Highway Patrol, Johnson County Sheriff's Office, and the Buffalo Police Department. We are in routine contact and communication regarding things that are occurring simultaneously within our counties or or things we're seeing um dci recently the burglaries yeah the burglaries that was a lot of coordination with the with county agencies and the buffalo police department um again most of those occurred on the southern end of of sheridan i if i'm not aware i can't think any specifics of any that happened in the city limits that my department would have investigated but we're still we're still sharing that information sure, because the potential sure. is right there for it. And so where there's a lot of sharing of information, different surveillance videos that we're sharing amongst the agencies, um, talking about when we talk about crime analysis, we're looking at factors of time of day, day of the week, what's the common denominator, and so that way you can try to allocate some resources to direct your patrols and and your 
your staffing towards those times and and where historically those things have been occurring. Um, so yeah, a lot of coordination with with the different agencies here in here in in the two counties, and that goes. That's one thing about Wyoming too is is we're all really really good about communicating across for seeing things that are happening not just in neighboring counties but in other parts of, of the state. We're, we're very good about that that sharing of information and that collaboration. That's it's it's critical for us um, as agencies that, that when we have those things that are crossing, we can't do this alone. So. Using, and it's happened many, many times over the career where we've had crimes happen, and I'll just use Buffalo, for instance. Crimes happen here and in Buffalo by the same actor that we share that information and collaborate and use the same resources to to, to have a positive resolution to that. Gotcha. So this isn't a relatively new thing. It's been happening for years. Oh, yeah. It's just we're hearing about it. Yeah, more so recently. Absolutely, yeah. We've always, in my entire time with the Sheridan Police Department, we've had good um, communication with the different agencies with and 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 collaboration with all the different law enforcement agencies. I mean, I mean Game and Fish and all of them. Sure, um, we work well together. Uh, we had a bunch of agencies that we'll we'll talk about the school shooter thing here in just a minute. Mm-hmm. We've got a caller. Caller, yeah, thank you for waiting. You're on the Jackson Electric open line. Go ahead. Well, thanks for letting me on this morning. I have a, a, a couple things here. I want a big shout-out for Bev Lightning for all the great and wonderful things she has done for our community mm-hmm. and, and everything she's done, my goodness sakes. Um, what an amazing person she is. Also, I want to have a, 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 a huge thank you out to Officer Alex Murray. Um, gosh, I, my wife and I pulled on the caffeine out of a, a gas station um, out of the co-op, and I'm driving my... my uh, my old GMC pickup that I bought new that's from 89 and it quit when we got out on caffeine and I wasn't sure what to do. We rolled it to a stop on the side of the road out in front of uh, Plains tire and scared. I'm telling you, I was scared sitting there with that traffic running by us that time of the day. And officer Murray saw that happen. He pulled up behind us, put flashing lights on and protected us from the traffic coming by. I really appreciate that a lot. Good. And thank you guys so much for doing a great job. You have a great day. Right. Bye. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Great. I'm There's surprised Alex didn't throw the truck on his back. He is a strong young lad. Uh, no, that's the kind of thing, you know, that those small things like that are super important. And it's, it seems small, um, but that's not, you know, the volume of traffic on coffee. And I'm really glad that Officer Mary was able to get, to help them out. Um, and I'll give that shot. I'll give a shout out to Bev, too. Bev, who's retiring from the city after... 25 years. She worked 10 years at the police department in different roles. Um, so big shout out. She was, she was, she's going to be a loss for the city. We're, we're looking forward to her future endeavors. So I'll, I'll, I'll second that shout out to Bev. <laughs> All right. We've got a couple of minutes here. Uh, I wanted to touch on the, the recent um, school shooter. Uh, I, 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 it was a false call in, but oh yeah. Um, tell us about that. And you had multiple agencies uh, that, that responded up here as well. Cause I know in, in Buffalo, they had game and fish, they had highway patrol, they had both, uh, police and sheriff. So the same thing happened here essentially, correct? Uh, yeah. It happened at a last count. I had about 16 different communities across the state of Wyoming within about a two hour period uh, on the same day. It is essentially, um, a caller from it, Last I knew, they traced it to a phone company from Ethiopia. Of course, um, with which the that's the phone company, but it's right. voice over internet. So they're the the 
it's it's very I shouldn't say untraceable. It's we don't have the technology to trace it. The FBI and some of those other agencies sure. do, um, but um, it came from an out of country call. It was a, a caller with a with a heavy accent that sounded like an adult male who said that that he was in the school and there were seven students that had been shot at Sheridan High School. But what's really funny when he's given Sheridan High School and he's given the address, um, and it would come across a non nine one one line, which raised some suspicions. Instantaneously, because sure. you know we fully anticipate that um, should that tragedy ever occur again, um, that it would be nine one one that would be blowing up. Right? right, that's where these that information would come from. But with the, even with that being said, you, you know in this day and age, and it was not long after um, the Nashville school shooting, you can't take any you chances. Have, you, you have to take cannot take any chances, and it was broadcast. Um, and officers from the police department and the sheriff's office immediately responded to our school and uh, to the location and um, conducted a, a sweep with, with, a, with a short lockdown, and it was a short lockdown. It's a precautionary measure. And it was very, um, it was almost the exact same response from almost every agency that I talked to across the state, every administrator I talked to. I mean, it happened in Cheyenne and Laramie and Casper and uh, Gillette, Newcastle, Buffalo here, all over. It mm. happened all over, and it was almost—it was almost a scripted, right? The the, the individuals reading from a script, um, but with the, with, with the exception of you could hear them googling. So one of them could actually hear a keyboard in the background, so they're they're googling the next school in Wyoming and and that the, you know the address and all that. So, but you know the, those those sort of things. And you know, if people haven't been here very long, maybe not remember, but one of the one of the first school shootings in, in the country was in 1993 at Central Middle School by a, by a uh, an adult who walked onto a, a the Central Middle School field during a, a physical education class and shot four students. Thankfully, none were killed, but shot four students. For so it happens, and it can happen anywhere. And we have we are we have to be very very aware and ready for that. Okay. Thank you. That's uh, Sheridan Police Chief Travis Coltiska joining us this morning on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Thank you, Ron. You're welcome. We'll see everyone you will be hosting next week. I hear this. Yes. All right. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. and you'll see the light. Maybe it's as simple as adding an extra outlet. Maybe it's as detailed as wiring an industrial building. Maybe it's high efficiency LED lighting or a fire alarm system or phone system installation and repair. Maybe it's data system wiring, irrigation wiring or electric motor sales and repair. Commercial, residential, industrial, agriculture, above ground, below ground. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Champion Funeral Home is dedicated to providing compassionate and personalized service to your families. They provide support, personable care, and affordable prices to Sheridan and Johnson County and surrounding areas. Champion Funeral Home has been family-owned and operated since 1911. They will comfort you in your time of need and provide your family with a meaningful tribute to your loved one. Contact Champion Funeral Home at championfh.com or call 674-6369. KROE, Sheridan, broadcasting from the Wyoming Corporate Office.